awesome. Sorry if my energy is off. I got off of work like extremely recently. It's been it, okay. It was like five p.m., so not like extremely, but I'm used to having a little bit more of a buffer, you know. No, I get that because uh, about five p.m. is when I got off work. Yeah. So. Mm. I'm also my my energy is also a little bit weird today too. Damn, we can't both be off today. Fuck. So we got we got to try to pull the energy up, which I'm I'm doing by drinking a caffeinated beverage. It's a soft drink with caffeine in it. Oh, that's great. You're going to have to pee halfway through the podcast. <laughs> More than likely. <laughs> I got um I got I got fancy cold brew. Every time I go to buy cold brew from local grocery store, uh I always get the fuck, what's it called? Stoke. I always get the Stoke brand cold brew. You should sponsor us if it's a cold brew boss is listening cold brew boss if you're out there and you're listening to to podcast right now um go ahead and give us a call um but i got the uh the not too sweet one rather than the unsweet for once and that shit is delicious i could eat that shit straight i don't even have to add half and half or flavoring to it at all it is so fucking good highly recommend um however exceedingly caffeinated will shit your brains out whether you have ibs or not You'll get the experience. You'll get the IBS uh, trial period. It's, uh, I would still recommend it. Even given that, I would actually still recommend it, although I fear that I'm not doing as good a job selling it. That's a strong endorsement. Cold Brew Boss, if you're listening, uh, I lied just now about that part, actually. It doesn't make you shit. I think Cold Brew Boss probably knows better than anyone how much this stuff makes you shit. But, you know. Cold, Cold Brew Boss spends about 85% of his time on the show. <laughs> Like, 50% of his salary is just solely, like, paid for time he spent on the toilet. Exactly. So, uh, Stevie. Yeah? Do you have a daily question? Oh, my God. Why do I feel like we haven't done a daily question in a little bit? Uh, didn't we? I think we didn't do one last week because we just kind of launched into talking. Oh, that's it. About I the ha- squirrel. Yeah, because I had uh, the uh, 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 trying time and exceedingly trying time. Hey, Super bad news. It's not a squirrel. It was a rat. It's a fucking rat. And it's not just one rat. It's more than one rat. Ah! <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's not good. Um I am we can still hear at least one every now and then. He tends to kind of amp it up in the evenings, gets a little silly, does a little dance. Um Last night, while I was hanging out in my room, um, I, oh god, I had to put on my headphones because I could hear him trying to get out. Oh no, not good. Because um, we we looked in the shed, which is by my bedroom, like it shares a wall. They literally just put chicken wire over the holes in the shed. So bugs could still get in there if they wanted because the shed door doesn't close, um, but rodents can't. They just kind of called it a day, um, and I could I could hear our friend trying to to get out, which was not good, not so not good. Um, so now's not the time to mention that H.P. Lovecraft actually wrote a horror story called "The Rats in the Walls." You know that actually kind of surprises me because <laughs> I somehow I feel like he wouldn't like what's he doing with something as mundane as a rat in the wall? You know, like it's supposed to be some unknowable horror, but at, this time it's just rat. <laughs> That's kind of funny to me. Like, this guy, he just had a rodent problem. <laughs> there probably is some worse existential horror behind it, though, of course. I mean, there is, and yes, 
of course. What? It's like bionic rats. You just read the story. I'm no, not going to spoil it. I don't for think you. I. I don't think I will actually. Listen, I'm going to be real with you. I don't think I will. I'm. I'm an honest man. I probably won't. Would love to know what it was, but guess I'll never know. Hey, Micah. Today's daily question comes to us from TikTok user Ghost in Boots. Uh, it's got periods between each each word, and the O's are zeros. And they asked. What modern-day concept would single-handedly kill an ancient Greek philosopher? So you explain the concept to the ancient Greek philosopher, and they just have a stroke and die. Perhaps a heart attack, maybe. I feel like like theaters, movies in general, I think would probably get them pretty good. Electricity, you know, something really simple. Like, everybody who responded to that comment was saying, like, I don't know, Catboys, for example. But, like, I think that pretty much anything now actually would. You hand that boy a Tootsie Roll, he's out. He's down for the count. What's he going to do with that? If you give him one of the orange Tootsie Rolls, oh, that would that would kill me. <laughs> At this point in my life, eating one of, like, the, the orange Tootsie Rolls, or worse, the little white ones that come in the blue wrapper, what the fuck is that? Who thought of flavored Tootsie Rolls? Fuck no. You have some strong opinions on Tootsie Rolls that I was not expecting. They fucking su- what? Do you like them? I mean, no. I'm a, I'm an adult. Yeah, they're awful. I have not enjoyed they're an Tootsie awful Rolls. candy for awful children. They're horrible. They're horrible. I swear to God, they were invented by dentists to create more more problems. Like it just sticks in your teeth, pulls the teeth out. It's not good. Don't like it. Now they never personally pulled my teeth out because my teeth aren't fucking weak. That's not true. Actually, I have dental surgery next week, and I'm like so nervous for it. Um, I'm so nervous. I have really fucked up gums. Anyway, um, but yeah, Tootsie Rolls were created by uh, dentist conspiracy. Fun fact. We legally we cannot say that's a fun fact. It's it's not actually a fun fact. It's a pretend fun fact in Minecraft. Happy. <laughs> Perfect. If the dentist sues, I'm putting him in the jar. <laughs> Do you have a do you have a vote? Speaking of people getting sued, do you have a vote for a modern day concept that would single handedly kill an ancient Greek philosopher? I listed like four. Literally anything. That's the thing. <laughs> like you already said, indoor plumbing would blow their gourd. I don't think that's true. Didn't the Romans have that? No, they did not have it where you shit in a thing attached to a wall and then your shit magically vanishes. They had aqueducts, which is a little bit... This is just derivative of that. They were not shitting in the aqueducts. No, I listen, I'm not saying you should, but I'm saying I feel like it's relative... Like, toilets don't even require electricity. Like, I feel like a toilet is not even all that big a deal. You just kind of use physics on the water and then it goes down a it, pipe. Toilets weren't invented until, like, the 1900s. Again, 1800s. I guess they didn't know what physics were either. I don't know. I feel like indoor plumbing. Listen, I think it would it would give them a heart attack or a stroke, but I don't think it would be enough to kill them. Might get might get them close, but I don't think it would kill them. I think an iPhone give that boy Flappy Bird. He's gone. He is down. He's 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 gone. A Hallmark Christmas movie? No, no. There's like. 20 different concepts in a single one of those that they would not be able to wrangle. They could get past the opening credits. They had Christmas. Did, they, they didn't have Christmas, did they? No, they did not have Christmas. If it's like the ancient, ancient Greeks, I don't think they had Christmas. They certainly did not have Christmas. Boy, I'm outing myself as a fucking idiot right now. This is great. I love being a humanities major. 
I should know that. I don't. You really should. <laughs> right? So should. Listen, I have never taken any classes on ancient Greek history, though. I just did a couple of classes that kind of glossed over it a little bit. It happens. Like like art history, for example. They're going to kind of give you the context of a particular piece, and so you're going to get little little bits and bobs of history, but you're not going to get the meat and potatoes, you know? You're going to get the fucking asparagus. Anyway, earlier you were trying to do a segue of speaking of people who are getting sued. It's Gender Swap. Welcome to Gender Swap, a podcast with two transgender siblings, one of whom... Uh, apparently has a very dry mouth and it is remedied that with a beverage. The other one is uh, stumbling through this intro because they didn't think of uh, a thing to say about themselves. Lame. You it literally is. have a beverage. You could have you you could have followed it up. You're talking about my beverage. I could have segued to your beverage. You need to start planning on intros. I feel like we were really on our game in the beginning, but I feel like we're just falling off now. Anyway, what's your name and pronouns? I'm one of your hosts. My name is Micah. My pronouns are they, them. My name is Stevie, and I use he, they pronouns. I feel like I should just start stealing the intro from you, because we always sing the li- we always sing our little theme song, and if I just launched into it first, you would not know what to do. Also, I don't think I know the words. I hear it every single week. I don't think I, w- I think I would fuck it up still. <laughs> and the thing is, it's not even like a formal script that I wrote or anything. It's just like what I started saying from the first episode we and it said, just sort of worked we said on the first episode and then and then we just kind of went like same with um like you say your little intro and you say your name and pronouns and i say my little name and pronouns but then i have to say and and then i start talking about something and it's, it works pretty much every time and i think we started doing that immediately because <laughs> otherwise it's and my name is stevie and i use he they pronouns and we just look a little bit <laughs> and wait for somebody to pick up the slack it's easier for me to just go on a tangent, you know? It Sorry. is. My chair is so uncomfortable. I still have not replaced my desk chair. I'm still oh, using Stevie. a wooden kitchen chair. Listen, I'm poor as fuck right now. <laughs> no, I, am, I feel you. I am. Um, I have a desk chair. OMG, wait. I forgot we talked about that a couple weeks ago. <gasps> yes, I, I have a desk chair I can give you if, you if you can transport it. I would super love to steal that old desk chair from you because <laughs> I am in Sufferville right now. That would be great. I'm booling on a budget, and I'm doing the best I can, but having a chair that is not a wooden desk chair or a wooden kitchen chair would be super chill. would be super nice. I would love that, actually. So, uh, going back to the earlier segue... Oh, yeah. Speaking of people who are getting sued, I can't... Oh, oh, we said that because we were doing libel about dentists. Yeah, okay. So, speaking of people who are getting sued... Yeah. Here comes the news. Our first headline, InfoWars Alex Jones should pay $45.2 million in punitive damages to two Sandy Hook parents, jury says, God, on top of the already shit. awarded $4.1 million that he has to pay. He's such a piece of shit. The thing that I read the other day about it was that like all the texts on his phone were accidentally sent to the opposition, yes. and they forgot to say... That that was privileged information, so they got to use the money in the case, or that they, so they got to use that evidence in the case, which is, ooh, so they got him on counts of hearsay, because the text proved that he lied in court. Is that not insane? He's such a fucking idiot. 
His lawyers are fucking idiots. Also, he super deserves to be sued until, like, he goes into debt and dies. He's the fucking worst. Alex Jones, boot, he's in the jar. Hold on. Also, he, uh, at the height... I was shaking up the jar. It's filling up. It's filling up with boys. I gotta keep him in line with a little shake. Anyway, proceed. Infowars, his little, uh, network. Is this still going on? Still going on. At the height of its making money, it was making $800,000 per day. Oh my god, that is an insane amount of money. And that was after they were deplatformed. Holy fuck, because they used to be on YouTube, and then they ended up on their own independent, like, website, yeah. right? Yes. God damn, that is an obscene amount of money of just people consuming his bullshit conspiracies. Oh my god. Buying his dick pills. Buying his dick pills and his, his brain enhancement pills. <laughs> god, any his number. His colloidal silver. His what? His colloidal silver. <laughs> whatever his bullshit products are, his doomsday prep kits or whatever the fuck. What an insane man. Actually, no. I don't think he's insane. I think that, all things considered, uh, a lot of his business moves were pretty smart. He's just also fucking evil because he was willing to make money off of um, promoting the worst possible ideas because there were people who would listen to those ideas and give him money for peddling it. I don't think he. I don't. I don't think he believes half the shit he says about like QAnon stuff. I don't think he believes most of the conspiracy bullshit. But there is so much money in peddling it that him and most every other right wing pundit will continue doing it because they get filthy fucking rich off of it, and they are evil clowns. They're evil clowns. They are evil clowns. Yeah. We should probably give a little context for the case. He was being sued by two parents of Sandy Hook victims, correct? By the parents of uh, one of the victims, yeah. Yeah. Um, Because he said some really vile shit about it being a hoax, which is fucking insane. Um, And also him and his people were like constantly harassing the families of the of the victims looking for quote-unquote proof um fucking vile shit and so they were suing his ass rightly so and they won and they've won thank fucking god because he's been saying that shit there's other lawsuits they're also still pending against him from other parents wait really so there's multiple lawsuits about it yeah oh god he is doomed yep although couldn't happen to a nicer guy and then part of me is like, I know it's not going to doom him because when you set out its height, it was making $800,000 a day, which is almost a million a day. And he'd already paid out, what, $4 million? That's like six days wages for him. Like, that sucks. Like, <sighs> $45 million? No, no, no. You said originally, he said he'd already paid out four point something million. But $45 million obviously is more, but he's still so fucking filthy rich. The only consequence for, like, argh. see, obviously. The 45 million is enough to break him. Do you think? I do think. I hope. Like, it always kind of makes me bummed that, like, laws don't, you know, apply to rich people if they're, if they just come with fines and legal fees. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope that that will actually do him in, but I guess we have yet to see. Especially with the other lawsuits. God, you get enough of them on there. It's got to do something, right? Mm-hmm. So that's good news, I would say. That is good news. Uh, speaking of neutral news. 
Uh, okay. I was going to say good news, but it's not quite good. It's just... Not as bad well, as it usually is? Not as bad as it usually is. Four former and current Louisville police detectives federally federally charged in Breonna Taylor raid. They are finally getting charged? Yeah, they're being charged with federal crimes in connection with the fatal raid on Breonna Taylor's home. Fucking finally. Holy shit. I had missed that they were arrested at all. Ex-detectives Joshua Janes and Brett Hankinson and current officers Kyle Meany and Kelly Goodlett face charges that include civil rights offenses, unlawful conspiracies, unconstitutional use of force and obstruction, Attorney General Merrick Garland said in a news conference Thursday. Yeah, I should fucking think so. Jesus Christ. Listen, increasingly lately, I have been thinking about how I don't really believe in hell, but there's like so many people who should go there. Like, <laughs> the, to, to the point where I can see how it's kind of comforting for, for Christians or people who believe in that kind of afterlife, even though, like, Christians also believe in every, fucking everybody goes to hell. But <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, lately I've been like, huh, there are a lot of people who deserve to go, just not the ones that y'all think should. Hmm. Huh. Much to think about. Much anyway, to think about. these fuckers would be going to hell. Very glad they're finally getting charged. Christ, it's been long enough. Uh, yeah, the raid was in 2020. Takes fucking forever for any... God, for any semblance of justice to get achieved. Like, it takes so long for things to get through court. It blows my fucking mind. Well, they have to build a case to make sure that it sticks. I guess so. In other news... Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Feige emailed support to Batgirl directors after the film was shelved by Warner Brothers. That shit pisses me off. It's re- it's it's done. The film is done. Oh, it's not done. They still have to do a lot some of the post production stuff, like special effects, and it's it's still like mostly done. They are losing money by not releasing it, and there would have been a semblance of representation in it. Do you know why they didn't like why they ended up shelving it? Because I haven't heard any, anything definite. Uh, the running theory that I've heard is because HBO Max, Warner Brothers merged with Discovery Plus. Why would that affect it? There's a new CEO. And? He's getting rid of a lot of the HBO Max original stuff. Oh, no. Yeah. And, uh, putting the kibosh on it in a lot of the stuff they already had in production. Okay, that worries me a lot as well, because Our Flag Means Death was an HBO Max original. Yeah. Not to be selfish, but, like, there's a lot of gay people in that show. And there's a lot of not-white people in that show. And fucking old fogey CEOs don't tend to like that kind of shit. How can you act something that is almost done and that is, is like, millions of dollars? Well, because they realized that they were hemorrhaging money in a lot of ways. I don't even know what that means. They were losing a lot of money on stuff. So they shelved something else that had nothing to do with that? Something that if they release it... Okay. If you release a movie into the movie theaters, you know Uh how much money it's going to make because you get ticket sales. Yeah. If you put something streaming online, there's no way to tell how much money it would actually make you. Really? Because they're paying for it because it's part of a streaming service that people already pay a monthly subscription to. Okay. Huh. So it's harder to justify a really big... You know, movie. 
They just put it in fucking theaters. Put it in fucking theaters. Am I just dumb? Can they not just put it in fucking theaters like every other DC movie? What? I mean, they, they could put it in theaters, but... I mean, there's a lot of people who are writing in support that they want, you know, go ahead and release it. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. People on Tumblr have been joking about how they need to Snyder Cut the fuck out of this one. Because people (laughs) were talking about how bad, what was it, Batman v Superman, I think, how bad it was. And they were like, it's because it wasn't the Snyder Cut. If it's the Snyder Cut, then it'll be good. And then they finally released the Snyder Cut and everyone was like... It's it's still the bones are still there. It is the it's the same movie, just really fucking long. <laughs> I'm sorry, that shit is so funny to me. <laughs> it is The Snyder still, Cut was related to was related to Justice League. Okay, yeah. Not Batman v Superman. Okay, 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 that was the one. I couldn't remember. Um And Justice but, League was a completely different movie mm-hmm. with the Snyder Cut. Was it really? Yes. Really? Wasn't it like half finished? It was like basically like half baked because obviously he didn't get to finish it, right? They went back over and they finished it. Really? That's so fucking cool. They could just do that shit? They just it's have the footage H- laying it's around? It's currently on HBO Max. I don't know for how much longer, but it's on HBO Max. You should really watch it. That's fucking I mean, it's, wild. It's four hours, but it's That's broken so in the long. section. <laughs> But it's broken into chunks, <laughs> oh so you can watch God. it episodically. That is so long. <laughs> that is way too fucking long. Um, but the the point, everybody like when everybody is saying like we should Snyder cut it is make enough fucking noise. They'll they'll put it out. Like if you if you yell enough about it, yeah, they'll do it. Like you just have to show them that the interest is there. And the shitty thing is that like the interest was already there for this one, and they're still shelving it and that kind of sucks ass although to be fair i guess sort of like the whole like uproar of this thing not being released after all it is bringing more attention to it i probably would not have been aware of it if i hadn't heard about this you know particular case so maybe it's just an elaborate publicity stunt i don't know who can tell who can tell you know who can't tell who 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 can't tell micah the subject of our next segment which is well, Stevie, I was trying to come up with a really good angle for this segue. Okay. And then I realized that, you know, the funny thing about an angle. <sighs> this is going somewhere stupid. I can feel it. It looks like a corner. Oh, my God. Okay. Are you going to talk about H.P. Lovecraft? So we're going to go to Dinosaur Corner. No, we're not going to talk about H.P. Lovecraft. Sorry, the reason I thought of that was because you mentioned it earlier, and then I started thinking about uh, uh, imperceptible creatures coming from imperceptible angles, and I got in my head about it. I started thinking about like the creatures coming out of corners I can't see, and I didn't like that very much. Dinosaur Corner is a much more natural segue, isn't it? Please don't start talking about Lovecraft creatures in Monster Zone. (laughs) I mean, I could. No, <laughs> what I just say? Dinosaur Corner Rawr. Dinosaur Corner Rawr. Uh, but we're not going to talk about that right now. We're going to talk about uh, the top seven quirky facts about plesiosaurs. <laughs> what website is this from? This is from owlcation.com. 
a reputable source, obviously, for all your dinosaur needs. The title, maybe, it, it sounds like a fucking BuzzFeed article. It's circa 2017. Like, top seven quirky facts. Like, okay, all right, go ahead. Hey, what was the dinosaur again? Uh, the plesiosaur. Plesiosaur. Haven't we talked about this already, or do all dinosaur names just sound the same? After a while, they all sound alike, but we have not talked about the plesiosaur yet. I feel like you're lying. Are you sure? I'm sure we haven't talked about the plesiosaur yet because... It's an ocean boy. That is it's new. Also, it's also technically not a dinosaur. Why are, we in the, why are we in the corner then? Are you trying to delegitimize the entire foundation upon which our, our, our podcast is built? No. Are you trying to tear down everything we've done? <laughs> no. What I am going to do is I'm going to clarify what it takes to get into Dinosaur Corner. Looks like a dino and is cool. <laughs> Micah thinks if it's a, cool. If a two-year-old looks at it and goes, that's a dinosaur. <laughs> All right. We'll do a segment about it. <laughs> we might do a segment about emus one day in Dinosaur Corner because no, they're basically don't. dinosaurs. God, those things are so fucking scary. Same for ostriches. Oh my god. Every so often I remember ostriches exist and I think about my close encounter and I get really upset about it. I'm certain I've talked about that on the podcast before, so I won't regale you again. But goddamn, ostrich big, ostrich bad. It's in the same category as moose for me. I don't like them. Thank god we're not talking about the ostrich. (laughs) Thank god we're not talking about ostriches. Ostrich eye. What's the plural of ostriches? It is definitely ostriches. It's definitely ostriches. So as opposed to talking about a gaggle of ostriches, we're going to talk about plesiosaurs. So quirky fact number one, plesiosaurs were great moms. That's really cute. That makes me really happy. Researchers now believe that the creatures shared a trait with other aquatic reptiles. Similar to crocodile females, plesiosaurs were likely doting mothers. This suspicion is an old one mainly because plesiosaurs were too big to drag themselves to the shore and lay eggs like a turtle. So they couldn't abandon their babies. (laughs) But the proof that plesiosaurs gave birth to live young was only recently discovered. Wait, so it's not a reptile? A fossil of a pregnant plesiosaur showed up (gasps) and she was carrying a single large baby. That's so fucking cool! What?! Wait, wait, what? Somehow it never occurred to me that you could find a fossil of something that was pregnant. And so now it's got, it's going to have a tiny fossil inside the big... Fo- the what? That is fucking bonkers to me. Which also means it's a reptile that gives live birth. Is that... Does that still count as a reptile then? I thought it had to lay eggs. I'm pretty well, sure one of the qualifications... they still call them reptiles. That's bullshit. Didn't we already kind of do a whole thing where we talked about how, like, some dinosaurs are reptiles and some aren't? Yes. But they're still saying the plesiosaur is a reptile? Because it evolved from a different line than dinosaurs. If anything, it's But it's, it's a still fish. a reptile. It, it, I feel like it's closer to a crocodile or a, or a shark. Those lay eggs, don't they? Also, their necks are, like, insanely long. What is up with that? God, I fucking I, hate the way these look. They are so scary. Front half eel, back half uh, turtle. I'm not seeing a shell on any of these. To be honest with you, is it supposed to have a shell? No, it doesn't have a shell, but just like the shape. It looks kind of like a backward sturgeon. To be honest with you, it's got fins though. It's got a little. Oh, fins. okay. So uh, fact number two. Yeah. They had back problems. Shit, I would too if my neck was that long. 
In the 1970s, paleontologists discovered something rare. A fossil with disease. Is it scoliosis? Usually, <laughs> ancient bones show scars, breaks, and teeth marks. But to find illness in a fossil is exceptional. In this case, scientists were examining the spine of a plesiosaur when they discovered lesions from a spinal condition known as Smurl's nodes. The creature had it bad. 24 of its 27 vertebrae were affected. Oh, no. Okay, that feels like kind of an overgeneralization to find one plesiosaur with a fucked up back or like like with with shit on his spine and be like plesiosaurs had bad backs and it's like no just this one guy did that's like looking at a person who has scoliosis and saying all humans have scoliosis no girl just a couple of the weak ones i'm included it's okay that's that feels like a bullshit generalization schmurl's disease is common in humans However, finding it in a plesiosaur was a unique situation. This was the first case discovered in any aquatic animal, reptile, or non-human for that matter. That is crazy. So it's also a human disease. Yes. So not only is it the first time a dinosaur has had a disease, it's the first time anything that wasn't a human had it. Or the first time that or the first time really any aquatic animal had it. Yeah. That's crazy. Lots of firsts in the dinosaur community. Indeed. You know what another first is? What's another first, Micah? A gym called Eric. What? <laughs> In life, Eric was a pliosaur. A pliosaur is closely related to plesiosaur, but had a shorter neck. Oh, so he looks normal. Okay. But when he died, something remarkable happened. Oh, no. The animal turned into a semi-precious gemstone known as an opal. What? He turned into a fucking jewel. That and there's even an really opal cute. fish inside his stomach. <gasps> there's an opal fish inside of him? Yes. That makes me so happy. That's really, really cute. The seven-foot find was unique, but the owners of the opal mine were unimpressed. <laughs> oh, my God. They planned on selling Eric as raw material to jewelry makers. Oh, my God, but pale- no. <laughs> but paleontologists fought to save the fossil, and a public campaign raised enough funds to purchase Eric. My Today, boy. He is safe and sound at the Australian Museum. Fucking, of course, some jewel miners were going to break up my sweet, sweet dinosaur boy and sell him for raw materials. Fucking nothing is sacred to you vultures. Capitalists, what can I say? Uh, They're all a bunch of vampires. This just in. Capitalists hate dinosaurs. I feel like dinosaurs would be aggressively anti-capitalist. Have you ever tried renting to a dinosaur? (laughs) They will not do it. They won't do it. They'll just eat you. All dinosaurs eat landlords. All of them. Even the herbivores. Yeah. Put you in a veggie burger. (laughs) So, fact number four. The implication that everything that goes into a veggie burger is a vegetable is really good. It just cancels it out. (laughs) Okay, proceed. I got really stuck on that. (laughs) So, fact number four Mm -hmm. is is the Loch Ness Bones. Just the bones? (laughs) So Loch Ness, you know, you're about the Loch Ness Monster, right? Yeah, it's in that lake. I'm assuming and it's Loch, Loch Ness Lake. Yeah, it, it's a it's Loch, which is the word for lake, and then Ness. So it's Lake Ness. Oh, I see. Anyway, so they named it, they named it Nessie. Adorable. Love it. And they think that it's a plesiosaur. <gasps> That's cool. However, no one's actually like taking a good picture of Nessie. Nobody's like, you know, 
got any hard evidence of Nessie. So we're now that we live about- in an age of like cell phone videos and stuff. Yeah. It's looking unlikely that Nessie's there. However, one day, a pensioner, which is an old person who's retired, was walking along the shores of Loch Ness when he found bones. Okay. The, the bones belonged to a plesiosaur. So the idea is that Nessie was real at one point? But those bones were not new enough to be, like, a recent dead plesiosaur. Like, these bones were 150 million years old. I see. Okay. From before, like, the, le- the lake was even there. Loch Ness formed like 12,000 years ago. That is fucking wild. I went through a phase. Oh, how old was I? I could not have been older than 14. If I was, it was really embarrassing, but I think I was in high school. Um, where I was just really, really interested in the Loch Ness monster. Uh, and I had gotten a, uh, a ladle. I still have it. I got a little ladle that looks like the Loch Ness monster when it's sitting up in soup, which is really fucking cute exceedingly adorable but i was uh you know doing research doing my due diligence because i was like what's the deal with this guy uh really wanted to know if it was real or not watched a couple documentaries you know uh verdict is still out real believers real believers no verdict is still out though but the reason i bring this up is because at some point in my travails on the internet to search for the truth about the Loch Ness monster i found a website where you could write to nessie you could send a little letter to Nessie, which is really fucking cute. And I need you to know that I am trying my damnedest to find the website again. It's It's been about eight years at this point, and I can't find it, and I'm it so It may not upset. be there. I want to write to her so bad. I need her guidance in these tough times, and she is not there when I need her. Nothing is popping up. Nothing even close is popping up. It was really fucking cute, though. I have a bookmark on Google Chrome just labeled Charming Websites. It's a folder where I keep, like, (laughs) old websites from, like, when people would, you know, learn HTML and build their own. Because it's really fucking cute to see. Like, if you wanted to build a website, you had to be passionate about it. I am going to drop you the link to my absolute favorite. It is Drew's scriptorama. It is it it has uh, transcripts of of plays and stuff. I think I, I found it because I was looking for something for some quote from a play for an essay I was writing. Uh, for anybody who's wondering, it's script o ramacom and it is so fucking cute. And he has film transcripts, film scripts, TV stuff, anime, blah blah blah. And he found, or he founded, a, like, a little trivia thing. He would have a competition every year since, like, 1998. And it is so cute. Every single year. Yep, contest slash freebies. Ah, oh, damn, the page isn't there anymore. It was there last month when I discovered it. I don't know if any of the pages other than the homepage are working now. Yeah, there are a couple of them that are, that are still working. But I think that the contest of freebies page is dead now. So is the quizzes page. But... It is really, really adorable, and the the point was that you had to write a good, bad first sentence to a novel. Wait, wait. Waiting. Hold on. Holding. Uh, holding. Mixing up my stories. That is a holding. separate. That is a separate, special, and unique 
contests that takes place. His is just movie trivia, and it's really precious. There is a separate internet contest that happens every year in which a guy has people submit bad first sentences to novels that don't exist, but they have to be good. And it's killer. And now that I'm saying that, I am probably going to incorporate that into some kind of game or some kind of segment in which I will I will list submissions and then come up with my own and you have to identify the fake one because they are really, really fucking good. And that would be a lot of fun for me, even if you don't enjoy it at all. Anyway, this has been a detour away from the dinosaur corner. Let's head, head back on over to the plesiosaurs. Who fact number five flew like <laughs> penguins. What? Penguins? So since the plesiosaur were first discovered decades ago, their locomotion was like, you know, confusing for paleontologists because it didn't look like it could move out of water. And they nobody could figure out how walk. their big bodies could move through the water because a big, big body little flippers they look like a fucking bus <laughs> they look like a bus trying to drive with oars well paleontologists built some software what and then they fed information about the animals and fed the data into the program so the program revealed the most likely swimming style of plesiosaurs, stores but instead it erased any chance of a swimming style the program revealed that they did not swim the hind flippers were too close and useless and distributed nothing to the speed they moved by flapping their front flippers and flew underwater like penguins do today. That so is so if, fucking cute. If you see how penguins go through the water, that is how plesiosaurs would go the through fact, water. The fact that they could just build some software. They were like, hey, we can't figure this out with our little human brains. Time to ask Mr. Computer. And Mr. Computer knew? What? I am not even close to understanding how that works and that is so goddamn cool that is so cool technology continues to baffle me how long ago was that when did they figure that out doesn't give any dates god damn it i wish i knew because also does not footnote any of this oh so that could just be made up (laughs) so allocation could be talking out of their ass here we don't know you keep is that like o w l Yes. <laughs> Please tell me it's an owl-themed website or somebody's personal blog. Because either way, that is going to make this one article exceedingly out of place. Well, it's got subjects up at the top of, on the on the toolbar for STEM, humanities, academia, social sciences, agriculture, and farming. A renaissance man. Love it. Yeah, so I could click on any of those to go to uh, the other subjects. But that would take me away from fact number six. Which is? Plesiosaurs snacked on birds. How the fuck did they even get up there to do that? When the birds land in the water. Oh. So if they get a little treat, they get up there quick enough, they see a little, they, they see little, 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 uh, duck, little, little duck feet swimming around under the water. Because I'm sure they had ducks back then. And they, that's their, that's, that's their, their time to, to go on in. They just, uh, swoop them on up. So, 70 million years ago, That's a there was a seabird. Okay. Okay. So, this bird, we wouldn't know anything about it if it didn't turn into a fossil. Oh. But it did. So, it doesn't exist anymore. And, research, and, and researchers found the leg bone, and they found bite marks on the leg bone. Oh, my God. That showed signs of infection and healing 
that showed that it had survived an attack. What? So to find the attacker, researchers looked at all the meat-loving fossils, and the only teeth that fit the bite came from the skull of a juvenile plesiosaur. They could just compare it to other teeth they had on hand. And it was just this little teenager dicking around. That's so good. The fact that they just happened to have the right skull on hand or the right jaw on hand, and they just happened to get the leg bone of this one bird, it lines up too perfectly. Like, there's definitely hundreds more, like, little little scenarios like that that we just don't have the proof of. And that kind of breaks my heart a little bit. Like, a lot of this shit we just, like, won't know about because the fossils didn't survive or whatever. But there is so much to be gained from that shit. That is wild. But yeah, so basically the bird was bobbing along at the surface, Uh minding its own business. Plesiosaur comes up from underneath (laughs) it, grabs it by the leg, and shakes it around a lot. But he's a fucking idiot who's not good at hunting, so the bird got away. And the bird gets away. And that is why birds are still alive today, and dinosaurs aren't. Fucking idiot. Yep, that is the exact reason. Yeah, they were losers who couldn't hunt, had nothing to do with the meteors. Hey, how the fuck did the dinosaurs die because of the meteor, but like everything else didn't? The meteor uh, didn't wipe everything out. Small things survived. You you would think it would be the opposite. No, because big things need a lot of calories. Oh. Need a lot of food. Oh, and if there's not a lot of food to be had around, that's going to get harder. I see. That's wild. Huh. I guess in my brain I thought big equals strong, but big does also equal it needs food to keep it strong. <laughs> Like, it, yes. it's it's very conditional strong. <laughs> it's strong with an obvious flaw. Can't argue with that. I, too, am, am strong with an obvious flaw. My flaw? Too cute. So, in 2014, mm-hmm. an amateur paleontologist named Jonathan Bowe found a skeleton. Mm-hmm. It was the biggest fossil ever discovered in Wales. I love that for him. I love that he was an amateur, but he was the one who got to discover it. That is cool as hell. Good for him. When he tried to move it, he accidentally broke it. You fucking idiot! Loser! Amateur! Fuck you! Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you! Idiot! Call in the professionals next time! (laughs) Hold on. You shit stain! Hold on. He did take responsibility for it. It spent the next two years gluing it back together. <laughs> He's like doing dinosaur penance, trying to put it back together. The species, <laughs> called Avalonectus, is now Wales' most complete plesiosaur fossil. Wait, why was it called Avalonectus? Because that's the species of plesiosaur, apparently. I always forget. That there's going to be species within the dinosaur types. That's so confusing to me. There's there's too many types of dinosaurs. There's so many. Good for him, I guess, for taking responsibility for his actions or whatever. How is he going to move it independently? What was his plan? <laughs> what was the plan there? It, it did not go into detail. I so wish he had. What was his name? Jonathan Bow. B B O W. B-O-W. I'm I'm imagining a dump truck, perhaps, or a friend's Ford F-150, maybe. I'm trying to think, how did he even even go about this? Oh, well, that article is on The Sun. Fuck The Sun. God. Oh, that's awful. 
<laughs> the sun obviously is known for being a, a, a shit stain a, a shit upon the face of journalism. Website, yes. And the the headline. <laughs> oh my god, they did him so dirty. <laughs> they they'll do like a little bold like teaser headline and then the regular headline. So little teaser headline just says twit stick which be kind headline amateur dinosaur hunter who discovered 200 million year old loch ness monster in quotes which is not what happened there uh fossil accidentally smashed it to hundreds of pieces and spent two years gluing it back together like leave him alone it was an accident listen i made fun of him a little bit but when the sun comes for him that's my boy only I get to bully Jonathan Bowe for accidentally breaking the dinosaur fossil. How did he try and how did he try and move it? It was nine feet. That is really really long. Oh, he tried to chisel the fossil free from the surrounding rock because the nine square foot discovery was too heavy for him to move, and he broke it into two hundred pieces. And he spent the next two years painstakingly gluing it back together with tubes of super glue and replacing missing bones before revealing his find. So he just kept it secret until he had put it back together. That is wild. This poor guy. This poor fucking guy. Oh, it was in shale. I don't know what shale is, but apparently it's very sticky, says says Mr. Bow. Whatever the fuck that means. Guess he means Whatever tricky. the fuck that means. I don't know. Well, he's not I, a professional, obviously. Right. Like, how, I always wonder, like what does that mean slash how is it allowed like with professional paleontologists i kind of figure that they go to a place where they i don't know suspect a dinosaur bone might be and they just start digging so with an amateur who's not i'm assuming part of a research institution or something just starts digging like how do you do that on your own is that allowed what do you do with a fossil once you have discovered it if you're not part of an institution you just get to keep it is it finders keepers I mean, it sounds like it was on his property. I am unclear. I don't think it was based on that article. That would be wild if it was. He just happened to be an amateur paleontologist. And <laughs> a 200 million year old fossil just shows up on your property. <laughs> Feels like Providence. That's yours to break at that point. That's okay. Oh, goodness. Stick. There's a Lego plesiosaur. No way. Uh, apparently there's a Lego plesiosaur, I guess. So, There's a surprising number, yeah. It's it's funny that you brought up the the sun, mm-hmm. and their twit stick was it? Yeah, writing style. Yeah, because it it, it they try to be to have clever insults. I literally don't think that was clever at all. What is what what is that even referencing? I feel like they're trying to make an archaeology joke, and I don't even know what they were referring to. But also, they're British, and I feel like they can just make words up. So. Well, they can, but, you know, like I said, it tried to be clever. Yeah. It's not clever, but you know who is clever? Who Who is clever? <laughs> Actually, no, not is, was clever. Who That's was so clever? Was it the plesiosaur? No, it's the subject of our next segment. Oh, we're going to the next, that was all seven quirky facts? That was all seven quirky facts about the plesiosaur. That's wild. Thanks, Allocation. I wish I knew where you got your sources from, but hell yeah. So now we're moving on from that. Who is very clever? To uh, culturetrip.com. Okay. And we're going to talk about a uh, certain kind of fellow. Is it is it a, a mischievous one? I think he qualifies as mischievous. 
Was that the segment you were planning to, to segue to? Because the uncertainty it, it, with the way you just said it just now makes me think you weren't planning on doing that segment. No, I was planning on doing a segment. I wish you were a little more certain about whether or not it was a mischievous boy before bringing it on the show. You never ask me. You never ask me. I feel like I'm the only one who understands the criteria, but go ahead. Let's see. Let's see who you're who, – maybe each week you're bringing me a candidate for the Mischievous Boys, and I can just decide whether or not to put him in the Mischievous Boys Hall of Fame, in the Mischievous Boys Pantheon, if you will. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So this week it's Oscar Wilde. He's an exceedingly mischievous boy. I fucking love that guy. Also, I realized I forgot to plug my laptop's battery in, so I'm going to duck under my desk. Don't mind me. I'm still listening. <laughs> So while Stevie does that, this is 15 things you may not know about Oscar Wilde. God, I fucking love Oscar Wilde. He was so fruity. Love that guy. I'm going to turn my chair around for fidgety reasons. He was also a socialist. Of course he kind was. Of. It's kind of. Mm, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, he had some policies that would be considered socialist. He had other ones which were just definitely not. Elaborate, please. I will. Yeah. Uh, fact number one, he was born inside of what is now Trinity College. That means nothing to me. I'm not British. Oscar Wilde was born on the 16th of October in 1854 in Dublin, Ireland. He was the son of Sir William Wilde and author Jane Wilde, and the second of three children. Oscar Wilde. He was a middle child. Oscar Wilde was born at 21st Westland Row, which presently belongs to Trinity College in Dublin. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So, where he was born is now part of a college. That's a that's a fun fact, all right. Given the fa- given that I know nothing about this college. <laughs> yeah, so there's a fun. Yeah, that's a fun fact. Listen, I'm gonna come right out and say it. Fun facts like that suck. Where it's like this thing, which is now this thing, used to be this thing, and it's like, yeah, everything used to be something. <laughs> the place where I live probably wasn't always a townhouse. It was probably something else a while ago. Like, yeah, I guess it was probably a road a while back cool that sucks (laughs) uh fun fact number two Uh uh-huh he was imprisoned for his sexuality (sighs) poor guy they just couldn't bear to have a fruit like him out on the streets you know sometimes you you just got to do what you got to do and what you got to do is you know suck a little dick i support him oscar wilde was tried for sodomy by the by the father of his lover sir alfred douglas at the age of 45 oh he was not just sucking dick good for him (laughs) <laughs> after attempting to su- <laughs> after attempting to sue John Douglas for libel, Wilde was convicted of sodomy on the 25th of May in 1895. He was he like, was sent no, to- girl, no, I didn't top your son. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> he was sent to Pentonville Prison and forced into hard labor. That sucks ass. It was there that Wilde contracted... Contra- it was there that Wilde contracted meningitis, no. which ultimately led to his demise. No! I feel like we jumped ahead. You know, the first fun fact was about where he was born, and the second fun fact was about what caused his death, and I feel like they probably could have arranged those a little different, actually. <laughs> well, speaking of doing things out of order, number three is his last words. No! Oh my god! <laughs> Wasn't it about the Do wallpaper, you... or was that just a rumor? His infamous last words were... Uh. My wallpaper and I are fighting in a duel to the death. One of uh, the other of us has to got to go. Love it. Love it. I think the um, the version of that quote I always heard was either this wallpaper goes or I do. Iconic. Love it. Uh, fact number four. Uh-huh. He was a Catholic when he died. 
hey didn't i already talk about how like if i was god it wouldn't fucking count if you if you converted on your deathbed prior to the sharp decline brought on by meningitis contracted during imprisonment the catholic church baptized oscar wilde before his inevitable death no way in hell was my boy a real catholic the baptism was conditional because of the doctrine that one can only be baptized once even though wilde was baptized as a child Wilde had grown distant from the Catholic Church throughout his life due to his anti-Catholic father. However, oh. he felt that the Catholic Church accepted both sinners and saints and thus believed that Catholic was the only religion to die in. Interesting. So maybe he really did, you know, come back to the fold. Interesting. Maybe. I feel like it might have been a... Listen, anybody who converts right before their death, I kind of figure that it's a, it's a sort of conversion out of fear just because that's that's probably comforting to be honest listen i i don't really like judge anybody necessarily for you know coping with their impending doom however they choose but if i were god i would do it differently except for oscar wilde oscar wilde can still go to heaven even though his reputation is kind of uh overblown Mm -hmm. he's a writer right yeah yeah so how many books did he write I bet it was nowhere near as many as you think. I bet it was like three, but they were banging, and so everybody everybody loves him. Uh, one. <laughs> he wrote one novel. One? He wrote The Picture of Dorian Gray. Did he write any short stories, perhaps? Comics? Uh, uh, he, he, graphic he wrote, novels? Uh, he wrote a bunch of essays. Essays, Okay. They also wrote some children's books. Interesting. I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, yeah, with two kids himself, he was also an accomplished children's book author. His short story collection, The Happy Prince and Other Tales, was published in May of 1888. Did he write plays? Uh, I don't know. Who am I thinking of? Who wrote The Importance of Being Earnest? I, you're the humanities major. I, I'm going to look that up because I could have sworn that that was Oscar Wilde. First of all, that play is funny as fuck, by the way. Excellent. Not the movie. I'm not an idiot. Yes, it was by Oscar Wilde. Okay, yes. Oscar Wilde was also a playwright. So that, I think a lot of that is what what got him to be well-known, because he did only do one novel, but he did several plays. The Importance of Being Earnest is so fucking good. I went through a phase in freshman year where I had to to do some scene from one of his plays, but I had to check out the book, and it had, I think, like, five different Oscar Wilde plays in it at once. They were excellent. I really, really liked uh, Ernest in particular. It is very, um... What's the term? It's a comedy of errors, and I'm a big fan of those. Okay. Highly recommend. Anyway, don't knock him. Wasn't knocking, just pointing out they only wrote one novel. Yeah, he was a playwright. <laughs> Uh, he wrote more than just aesthetic work because aesthetic mm. was his style. Mm. But he also uh, wrote an essay called The Soul of Man Under Socialism wow. that argues that capitalism crushes creativity uh, as people are so focused on solving the social problems caused by capitalism that they don't have time to focus on art. Yes, that's what I'm saying. God damn. Like, capitalism is such a plague that nobody's able to actually be creative anymore. Like, everybody's just trying to fucking survive under capitalism and we don't have any free time. But also, capitalism is, like, inherently spirit-crushing and it sucks up all your fucking free time and it just keeps you sort of, like, on the edge of survival at all times, which also keeps people uh, compliant because they don't have any energy to organize or be creative or do anything that might foster um, discontent among the masses. 
So true, bestie. So true. <laughs> You're doing really good at this. You're doing really good. You're really hip with the kids right now. You sound so fucking cool. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> so, uh, another fact. Mm-hmm. Oscar Wilde was well-educated. Cool. <laughs> attended Trinity College in Dublin from 1871 to 1874. Oh, he actually went to that college? I actually went to that college. Oh, cool. He applied for a demyship at the Oxford University, which he won, and studied at Magdalen College within the university. Is that, is that like a he scholarship? Also, I guess so. Yeah. He also went on to lead lectures in America and in Canada. Good for him. Uh, he was an impressive linguist. Elaborate. What's a linguist? Isn't it like somebody who studies, what, languages? Languages, yeah. After studying Greek for nearly nine years, Oscar Wilde was an exceptional linguist and spoke many languages. He was fluent in English, German, and French, and had working knowledge of Italian and Greek. That is impressive. Conversely, he could not speak a single word of Irish. <laughs> that is tragic. Also, at the risk of sounding like an idiot American... I did not know that Irish was a language. Yeah, that's because of the British. Oh. Yeah, that figures. The little little genocide action. Yeah, that figures. Once again, this podcast does not support the British Empire. Fuck you. Actually, let me clarify. This podcast does not support any empire, including the American one. Fuck you. Uh, fact number 10, he wrote essays while he was in jail guess there's nothing else to do other than the hard labor he continued to write excellently uh writing many letters to sir alfred douglas and an imperative essay detailing his imprisonment called the battle of reading the battle of reading jail Hmm. here he openly detailed some of the harsh conditions he was subjected to during his two years in prison poor baby i'm on a mission to woobify oscar wilde but i think that the literary gays have already done that i think they have too (laughs) they don't Uh, need my help (laughs) Have you ever heard the quote, be yourself, everyone else has already taken? Yeah, is it false? I've always gotten the idea that it's false. Yeah, there's no proof he actually said that. Fucking knew it. I, once I see, like, an inspirational quote, like, too many times, I start getting the feeling that it's made up. <laughs> yeah, because they usually are. They usually are. <laughs> they and it's usually, usually just are. some hippy-dippy bullshit that's, like, next to an inspirational person's picture, and you're like, okay, no. I don't think Nelson Mandela said live, laugh, love. I highly doubt it. Like, it's a cute quote or whatever, but it really only strikes me as kind of chuggy now. Because I... Oh, my God. I'm not going to talk shit about somebody from high school because I don't know who's listening to the podcast. I won't. (laughs) I won't. I won't. I won't. Okay, good. Uh, He does have other witticisms that are his. So he said stuff that might have been adjacent... But he said other stuff that was also witty. Okay. So you got the fake quote that I just did, but he also did actually say the only way to get rid of temptation is to yield to it. Uh, so true, girl. <laughs> and in The Importance of Being Earnest, he writes, I never travel without my diary. One must always have something sensational to read on the train. Which is so cute. Love it. His wife was also a writer. He had a wife? I don't know why I didn't think he got married. Despite his many homosexual relationships, Oscar Wilde was married to Constance Lloyd. Biphobic article. Biphobic article. He was a bi king. <laughs> Constance mothered two of Wilde's sons and was also an accomplished writer of children's stories. 
did he have other sons that Constance did not give birth to? Because the way that was uh, phrased made it sound like it. Yeah, the way it phrased was kind of odd, but it doesn't go into any detail. Gave birth to two of his sons, implying that there are other secret sons. <laughs> Oscar Wilde was an advocate for aestheticism. Mm-hmm. The aesthetic movement of the 19th century argued that art should exist for art's sake only, without any political agenda. Interesting. Wilde's ah. essays, plays, and novels led the aesthetic movement for other artists, and he was a prominent example of this movement for other authors writing in the 19th century. I definitely think there is power in the concept of art for art's sake. I think the act of creating in the absence of commodification or politicization. The problem is that that in itself, I feel, is a statement. And I feel it is a little bit political in our current capitalist hellscape. Because creating something solely for the act of creating it for your own joy and pleasure and fulfillment... I think is a little bit... I'm trying to figure out a better way to say it other than, like, punk. You know what I mean? Like, at this point, it feels very much like an act of of resistance to not commodify and politicize something you create. Um, You're saying this on a podcast that has a Patreon. I know. I know. And here's the thing. I love talking to you, but I do also like surviving in said capitalist hellscape. You know, and I'm not saying I am also wholly an advocate. This is going to be the second part of what I was saying. I am wholly an advocate for people being able to make money off of their art. And I am I, I still think there should be space, obviously, for art that is explicitly political. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And so I don't know. I doubt that the goal of the aesthetic art movement was to only have art created for art's sake. I highly, like, I, in my head at first I was adverse to it because I was like, well, political art is also important. But I doubt that it was saying political art is bad. I think it was saying we should also make space for art that is created for art's sake. I haven't studied it, so I don't know. And that is just my estimation. Anyway, that's my thoughts on aesthetic art. I haven't studied it at all, but I actually am very interested in the concept now and I will probably research it later. Cool. Glad to have given you a new special interest. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, fact number 15, he rose up in society's ranks in London. Mm-hmm. Although being born Irish and in Dublin, which was big no-nos in Victorian England, Yeah. Uh, he skillfully entered high society with his popular wit and playwriting skills. Good for him. That shit probably was hard. High society boy. He was considered an early Victorian celebrity and became mm-hmm. well-known throughout Europe and the British Isles. Oh. He was deemed a larger-than-life character, and his outrageous outfits were often the subjects of cartoonish satire. Oh, I love that. I really love that. So, yeah, that was uh, our mischievous boy, Oscar Wilde. He is a mischievous boy. He is going in the mischievous boy pantheon. He gets the mischievous boy stamp of approval. Love him. Exceedingly mischievous. Only mischievous boys I have a personal vested interest in. Make it in. <laughs> Make it in. <laughs> oh, Okay. Cause we're the quiz takers Don't get it twisted Cause we're the quiz takers Don't get it twisted Cause we're the quiz takers You got it twisted Cause we're the quiz takers Hey Micah, hey Micah Yeah Do you want to find out what type of guy you are? Guy in a general non-gendered sense Sure 
It's like, uh, it's like a, you know how I've taken to saying girl in a sort of gender neutral way lately? Yes. Like referring to myself and my friends, I'll just say girls just want to have fun, but I'm one of the girls in a gender neutral way. This is the same sort of use of guy. So this is coming from, so this quiz is coming to us from Uquiz user Your Dying Wish, and the quiz title is What Type of Guy Are You? The quiz introductions just says, answer my questions and we'll see what type of guy you might turn out to be, which I do love a little rhyme scheme. I think that's delightful, actually. What are your feelings about the concept of guy? Just a little guy. Neutral. Already? Didn't realize this quiz would be so literal. I love men. Or, not the biggest fan of guys. Dot dot. Sometimes, though. I'm gonna go with neutral. Just wholly neutral. Okay. Choose a color. Violet, blood red, moss green, jet black, or yellow. I'm gonna go with jet black. <laughs> Fucking goth ass. <laughs> Question three is just Godzilla. Dot dot dot. Answers, uh, Sasquatch, King Kong, Loch Ness, Goblin, comma, Ghoul, which are not the same thing, and I don't think they should lump them together like that. Uh, a zombie with no conscience, or Godzilla again. I'm gonna go with Godzilla again. Predictable. Question number four. Will you have a catch with your boy? Yes, because my dad never had a catch with me, and I'm desperate to make that up to a boy someday. I would have catch, or I would have a catch with all my children if I had them. My son will throw baseballs at me, and I will dodge them in our yard. I won't be having a son. I will teach my son to lift rocks and check out cool worms as our bonding activity. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with. Um, I would have a catch with all my children if I had them. I feel like you were debating between I won't be having a son and that because I know you wanted to make a statement, but also you won't be having children. <laughs> this is true. I do appreciate that you are allowing all of your children to have a catch with you, though. Question number five. Who are you most likely to main on Mario Kart? Yoshi or Toad? Rosalina or Daisy? Waluigi or Wario? Dry Bones? All my friends always choose Yoshi or Toad, even though I want Yoshi or Toad. So for playing in a group, I try whoever looks cool at the time. I tried Bowser once and it sucked. Rosalina or Daisy? Transfem moment. Love that for you. I am usually Bowser, and so I kind of take offense to the fact that they said Bowser sucked. However, I also go for Waluigi. I, I really can't argue with that boy. Love him. Question number six. You are at the hardware store. What are you buying? Tools. Soap, but I look at the little... <laughs> Soap, but I look at all the little shelves and explore the nails and small items. Tape. Dot dot. Big spoon. The item I came here specifically to get, which is different depending on the project I'm working on. I do not need any tools, though. I have tools. A soda from the cooler, because I have been walking around all day. I'm gonna say tools. I would probably be tape dot dot big spoon. Question number seven. Where is your placement in your sibling order? Oldest. I have step-siblings and it gets complicated. I don't really want to talk about my family. Youngest. Only child. Middle child or placed somewhere in a big family. I'm going to say middle child plays somewhere in a big family. Yeah, your second oldest, closest. which is, that's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. 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 Question number eight. What's your least favorite type of stereotypical you quiz thing? Which you should be pretty familiar with at this point. Long, rambling prose that the creator clearly thought was deep, but is actually just deeply obnoxious. Taylor Swift lyrics. Pick a man quizzes that just result in you tell... Pick a man quizzes that just result in telling you that you actually... Fuck! Pick a man quizzes that just result in telling you that you actually like women. Some of us are gay. 
astrology bullshit that I have to Google to understand. What's your gender quizzes that are obviously made by a 15-year-old who has never met a gay person? <laughs> I'm going to go with long, rambling prose that the creator Ugh. thought was really deep, but it is actually just deeply obnoxious. I do my best to spare you from most of these tropes, but sometimes they sneak in. You've got the afternoon off in a downtown area with parks, shopping, etc. What is your activity? Bookstore or a walk in the park? A little walk where a little walk where I maybe buy something at a boutique and then a trip to the gallery or a coffee shop. How big is the park? Can I just chill in there? I do not want to go into a store unless it's very briefly to buy cigarettes. Record store or thrift shop? I'd say a bookstore or a walk in the park. That's very nice. Question number 10. Choose a 2010s Tumblr core album. Listen, I don't know what most of these are, so I expect you to just pick one and go based off vibes. MBDTF, In the Aeroplane Over the Sea, Glow Part 2, or Born to Die. Uh, I'm going to go with In the Airplane Over the Sea. Predictable. That's a cool fucking album cover. Oh, I forgot one. Age of Ads. Do you stick with your answer? I'm going to stick with my answer. Okay. Your result is mysterious guy pretty cool guy over here i think you're probably hanging around town you are smoking you are eating diner food i'm interested in you but watch out you are probably younger than me and have a depot page i can only begin to comprehend it's cool that you're like this and i really have anything to say to you do you even drink dr pepper it's the most mysterious soda so here you go inscrutable little dude <laughs> well okay I feel like i feel like that's fitting i feel like you're i feel like you're an inscrutable little person and I remain to, to uh, uh, bleh, bleh, bleh. I, I wish I could speak words that come out of my mouth, but apparently I cannot do that. You can give it another go if you want. <laughs> yeah, I think I am going to give it another go. What I was going to say was, and I am trying to remain an inscrutable little dude. <laughs> but if I can't talk straight, I guess it's about as inscrutable as they come. It makes you pretty fucking scrutable to stumble over your words. Scrutable is really unpleasant. I don't like that at all. Micah's doing a mysterious pose. No, I think I hear my neighbors making noise, and I hope it's not coming through on the recording. If it helps, I can't hear it. It literally looked like you <laughs> like you put your little hand on your hip, and you look to the side, and we're just looking a little mysterious. I truly thought it was just a bit, but it was just the sound of you listening pensively. Pretty inscrutable In there. <laughs> Indeed. So, I think we have enough of an inscrutable episode. I'd say we're good. Maybe your part of the podcast is inscrutable. Mine is, mine is quite scrutable. Only because I edit. So, uh, Stevie, <laughs> where can people find you? You can find all of my shit over at stevieb.com. That's steviebea.com. I do Twitch streaming. I do TikTok. I do all kinds of cool shit. The pilot for the animated series I'm making with my friend Eli, Arbor Square, is probably going to be dropping around the end of August, I think. I am so fucking excited dude i'm so excited i have been jesus uh i have been making little posts involving quinn who is one of the main characters from the series and i've been making those posts on my tiktok they're little animatics and they're super good you should go blow them up please i'm begging you also i just hit sixty thousand followers on tiktok i think it might have been 61 i don't remember and it's because i made a post of shiloh that went viral it wasn't even me i didn't even earn this I, di I didn't even earn it. It's all I need to do is post Shiloh more, I guess. That's all. I anyway, guess. You should, you should follow me. Also, we have a Tumblr blog, which is Gender Swap Podcast. So if you want to send us 
mail, which we we don't get a lot of mail, so I would I would love to be able to do our little our little mail time segment more. Or if you want to send us a you quiz to do, or a daily question to do, or just general comments, critiques, or whatever. Actually, I lied. Don't send me critiques. I don't want to hear them. Uh, you can send those over to our Tumblr. We also have Twitter, gender underscore swap underscore pod. But don't don't send anything to that because I won't see it. Send it to send it to Tumblr. Micah, where can the good people find your stuff? The good people can find my music over on Bandcamp.com. The website is mxmaxwell1.bandcamp.com. I promise the music is a lot more scrutable than what I was just saying. I I would actually argue that your music is pretty inscrutable. I enjoy it for that reason specifically, actually. I want you to know that I was playing, like, goth genre music on the way home yesterday in the car with Shiloh. It was a lot of Rosetta Stone. Um... And Shiloh said, oh, this is really nice. It reminds me of Micah's music that you showed me. Just because, like, your style of singing sounds pretty similar. Uh, and I thought you should take that as a compliment. And I do. Hell yeah. Indeed. Yeah, Micah's music and other podcasts are really good and really cool. And I just think that you should, uh, I think you should probably listen to it. Because uh, I think that Micah makes money off it. And then I get better Christmas presents. And I don't have ulterior motives in this at all. So... <laughs> If people just listen to it, I don't make money. But if they buy it, I make money. Oh, I forgot that that's how Bandcamp works. It's not streams. It's it's uh, it's, it's buying it. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. But they can stream it all they want. That's nice that they, that they can still listen to it without buying it, though. Because then they can at least enjoy it. Yeah. We also have Patreon. If you do want to support us directly so we can buy each other better Christmas presents, because as we all know, Christmas is right around the corner, uh, we have a Patreon. We have a Patreon. $3 a month. You get extra content. Instead of getting a podcast every other week, you get a podcast every week. And it's banger. And they're, they're generally more chill because we don't talk about the news. We just get to dick around and have fun. It's a good time. We talk about other subjects. Just get a little silly. Exactly. Regular podcast is very serious and very and very unsilly. We make a very deadpan. We make a concerted effort to be pretty serious on this podcast, but we we let our hair down a little bit on on the off weeks. Indeed. So I think that just about covers uh, everything. Yeah, I would say so. So nothing left to say, but uh, bye. Bye.